The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Good evening, and welcome to the National Intel Lord Report. I'm your host, Steve Elkins, and today's date is Silence March sixth, two thousand twenty-three. I discovered something last night that. Mountain Dew, uh, the caffeine in Mountain Dew, uh, is uh, is the equivalent of alcohol and uh, turns me into a mean drunk, I guess, without the alcohol. Pretty edgy last night. <clears throat> I'm edgy because of the sleep issue, and I am very worried about the World Health Organization taking over our public health and imposing their mandates because, you know, Again, as the World Economic Forum said, there will be new pandemics coming. Uh, That's that's not said by accident. Of course, we know that to be true because they manufactured this one. I was pretty edgy last night. I was angry. I used some language I probably haven't used in a while. But that's because I'm real. I'm human. I'm emotional. When I get angry and get pissed off, you're going to know. And I thought to myself, if John were here, I remember a couple times John going off the the end there on a rant and and, and using some language maybe he he wouldn't typically use. But again, he's a real person. He's passionate about what he's passionate about, and so am I. So uh, if it offended anybody, I hope not. But if it did, I apologize. But I am real. I'm the real deal. I get angry, just like you do. And I think that's what we need to be, actually. You know, we've been silent. We've been too calm and too silent for too long. Again, silence is implied consent. How many times have you heard me repeat that? <clears throat> but we've tried niceness. We've tried niceness. We've tried other ways to get our meanings across. And sometimes it does take some anger and a raised voice. Maybe take screaming at somebody to wake him up a little bit. Well, that's probably what you got last night. A little bit of that. So thanks to Mountain Dew, <clears throat> making me a little edgy last night, and the lack of sleep, and the anger issues. That's what you get last night. I want to touch on a, a topic I talked about last night, and I, the reason I'm going to talk about it just a little bit at the beginning of the show is because there's a story to share with it. I'd love to share a good story. 
Last night I talked about an article in the Epoch Times. The title of it was called Almost, Almost 80% of Americans Age 17 to 24 are unfit for military service. This is a very true statement. Actually, the number in the article was 77%. I'm not sure why they just don't come out and say 77% of Americans age 17 to 24 are unfit for military service. I'm not sure why they don't, they don't just be accurate. You know, I look at the Epoch Times for accuracy, and I don't know why that somebody just can't print up the number. Okay, if it's 75%, say 75%. If it's 80%, then say 80%. If it's 77%, then say 77% of Americans. Don't tell me almost 80. I'm smart enough to know that. 77 is pretty close to 80. Yeah, I know that. Don't lead me into this being worse than it really is. It is bad. You think about it. 77% of Americans in this age group are unfit to serve because they're obese. They're, 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 they don't have the fitness. Got a criminal background, drug background. Many other reasons. The mollycoddling, the laziness. Handing out all those participation trophies. Created this lazy girly man, I guess you might want to say. The reason I want to bring that up is because America is not prepared for war. We are not prepared for war with Russia, China, North Korea, or anybody really for that matter. We just are not prepared with the manpower. How many people do they force out with the vaccines, I wonder, of all the different branches? I'd like to know the true number of people forced out because they said, you know what? No, I'm not going to be a pin cushion. I'm not taking an experimental vaccine or a shot. I'm not going to take that. No. Experimental. You see, I understand the, 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 the terminology, the vocabulary here. Experimental. Do I want to put experimental in my body? No. I don't. And if something goes terribly wrong, what, I, I can't sue you? Well, no, I don't want to take it. Now, for sure, I don't want to take it. So China and Russia are much better prepared to do battle because, you know why? They stressed discipline. With their young men and young women, they stress discipline, while America stresses what? Stresses wokeness, LGBTQ, and rewarding the unqualified through their equity diversity plan. The equity diversity plan, which rewards a person based on their race, gender, and sexual preference. Those are all really important things to be hiring on. Yeah, I know if I ran a corporation, that's exactly what I would be doing. Say, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Check all three. You get a job here at my company. I don't give a damn about your merit. I don't give a damn about what you've accomplished in your past. Or have you been successful? All I really care about is these three things, race, gender, and sexual preference. America is no longer a great nation. Not anymore. That's why the flag outside my house and by my street, by my, by my mailbox, is inverted. We are a nation in distress. Now, I want to give you a little example of backing up this 77% of Americans are not fit to be in the military. And we're not going to talk about the issue of obesity. I'm not going to talk about their laziness. I'm not going to talk about their criminal backgrounds or drug habits. I'm going to talk about 
their lack of maturity, their lack of common sense. And if you have no common sense, then you have no critical thinking skills. You got to have the common sense before you move on to critical thinking. Let me give you a little example. Wife came home the other day. She said, you know that pond I always pass before, you know, I get to that other place before I make that turn to get to our home. I said, yeah, that, that pond, yeah. You know, the one has got alligators in it? Yeah. Yeah, I see alligators in it once in a while. They escape from the river. They go in this little pond. They do their own little thing, and then they sometimes cross the road again and go back to the river. Pretty much a, a, an everyday occurrence. It happens all the time. Only gets to be a problem when there's get too many in there, and then they have to kind of split them up and put them back in the river. And I said, yeah, what about it? Well, you won't believe what I saw. I saw two teenage kids wrestling with an alligator in the grassy lawn by the lake. Oh, how big was the gator? About, about five foot long. That's yeah, pretty good. Five foot, it's got some teeth. It's got some power in those jaws. It could take a nice chunk out of you. You think, common sense-wise, is, I'm not messing with this gator. But these two boys were thought they would be cool and, again, lacking common sense. One had a shirt and evidently had wrapped it, tried to wrap it around the stout of the gator itself. The other guy was grabbing on the tail, and that thing was sl- slashing his head back and forth. The, ta- the shirt came off. He was trying to bite at the guys, and they were still trying to figure out, how can we catch this thing? Okay, well, first of all, why are you trying to catch the alligator? All right, why are you trying to catch an alligator? It's not bothering you. You're bothering it. It's in its natural habitat, the lake, where it belongs. And the stupidity of these two young 16, 17-year-old boys, she estimated their age, thought they could catch one. The maturity level, the lack of common sense, and absolutely no critical thinking whatsoever. You know, I said to her, I said, you know, if one of if one of the if the gator actually got a hold of the kid and took a little chunk out of him, I would uh, applaud the the gator. I mean, because you're stupid. You're stupid. There has to be consequences for your stupidity. Of course, if that happened, and then of course they'd be animal people would coming out there, and they'd have their thirty out sixes, and they'd be shooting and killing the gator. For what? The gator what? Defending itself against two idiot kids who thought they could catch it. This is the maturity level you're looking at about drafting into your military. Now, if, they, if they're eligible in this way, as far as they meet the criteria, they're not fat. They don't have a long drug record here. They don't have a criminal record. You haven't factored in the maturity level, and you haven't factored in common sense and critical thinking. So you're going to bring these knuckleheads in, the military, put them through boot camp, and these guys, they can't think through a situation. They can't, they can't solve a problem. That's this generation. They can't solve a problem. So you're going to give the gun to them and say, well, you're in the foxhole there. And, uh, you know, be careful how you put your head out of the foxhole once in a while because somebody could put a bullet in your head. And at some point in time, we may tell you to rush the hill. 
What does that mean? Rush the hill. You mean rush the hill, like rush the hill over there? Yeah, you rush the hill. Well, won't people be shooting at me when they when I rush the hill? Yeah, they are. We're expecting some of you idiots to die. We're accepting that fact. You're going to die. Some of you guys are going to die. You're not going home to mama. And that's a fact. Well, I don't think I like that arrangement. Well, that's what you're in for. That's You're in the military, Betty. And you know what GI stands for? GI stands for government issue. We own your ass. You got that, boy? We own your ass. You are property of the United States government. When I tell you jump, boy, you say how high. You got it? Oh, boy, God, discipline. I don't think I like this. I don't think I like this military. Can I get out? Yeah, you can get out. You can get out. You can shoot yourself in the foot. You can do something else stupid, and they'll kick your ass out. But this is what you have to work with. This is what recruiters have to work with. So are we prepared to fight China? Are we prepared to fight Russia? Are we prepared to fight anybody and start a war with anybody? Are what? No, we're not. So why are we provoking people, provoking countries that are prepared, and they ain't playing games? I don't believe for a second Vladimir Putin is playing a game. I think he's very serious. Very serious. He had no problem of taking out large areas, large sections of this country. And if he does, I hope he hits Washington first. For all the politicians who make the trouble, who bring us to war, who make the trouble, please don't harm the innocent people here in Florida or anybody else, anywhere else. It's the politicians that are, that's your problem. We don't like our government. It's not a good government. It's not a government of the people. We really have little say-so of what happens in Washington. We could say, get in the streets. We could parade. We could uh, come together and say, stop the money train to Ukraine. And you know what they'd say? Stick it in your ear. We're your representatives. We can do whatever the hell we want, and there's nothing you can do about it. But in four years, I'm going to come back and ask you to vote for me again. We do not have a representative government of the people. We don't. So there's my uh, humorous story of these two idiots that were trying to catch a gator over by the lake. I don't know how it turned out. Uh, I didn't ask my wife, did you get some idiots coming through the ER the other day uh, with fingers missing or something? Did you? Did you? Actually, I'll, I'll talk to her tonight. Maybe she did. I don't know. Something else interesting today. I, I got a little bit of vitamin D sunshine, good old vitamin D sunshine today. <clears throat> Sat out. Vitamin D always makes me feel good. It heals the body. Uh, the stress I have, it, uh, it kind of helps me get it under control. It peps me up. It brings me to a better mood. Returning back to my old ways, I'm trying to get my old self back here. And uh, get it all together here. But what I noticed uh, looking off in the field over – it's actually the next lot over by us. 
It's an empty lot. That nature balances it itself. Nature balances itself. You might say survival the fittest. So here I am sitting on my driveway in my lounge chair and staring out on this open lot, lots of vegetation. I noticed an amazing amount, amazing number of dragonflies. It was beautiful. Hundreds of them, hundreds of dragonflies darting back and forth in the shaded areas of the vegetation. What were they doing? They were eating mosquitoes. The main diet of the dragonfly is a mosquito. Wow. It was like B-52 bombers that were just beautiful. They're all hovering and, and taking off over here, darting back and forth, but they were eating mosquitoes. I was wondering why the last two summers we have not had a major mosquito problem. Because the number of dragonflies are increasing and they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're eating dragon. They're, they're eating these mosquitoes. So we, here we have a pest, the mosquito, being regulated in numbers by what? The dragonfly. I can only assume that there are other predators to every insect on this planet, pretty much. And animals the same. It kind of balances itself out. The frogs eat the mosquitoes, the dragonflies eat the mosquitoes, the larvae minnow eats the mosquitoes, lays the eggs on the water there, and then they, they hatch. The, the, the minnows eat that. There's a way to balance everything in nature. We have a lot of squirrels where I live, lots of squirrels, lots of snakes, lots of snakes. Regulated by what? Our hawks and our bald eagles. We got bald eagles out of here like sparrows. I, I'm not kidding you. They've made little perches on top of these big light poles for the eagles to nest. We have eagles everywhere. I see eagles every day. I see hawks every day. I hear hawks every day. And we have lots of squirrels. And the squirrels are balanced out. We have lots of squirrels, but they balance out because the hawks and the eagles take what they need to survive. So on what I'm saying here is every animal has a predator. Except, now if you think about this, the elites, the globalists, the Klaus Schwabs, the Bill Gates, these elites must intervene when it comes to too many people in our population. They have become the predators to balance out our population. I've been honest about it. I can't get the video, the clip out of my head of Bill Gates talking about how shots and boosters could decrease our population by 10 or 15%. He was talking about eugenics. He comes from a long background of eugenics with his father. You can't erase that speech. Humans are the biggest producers of CO2. Therefore, what? They must reduce the population and CO2 will go down. Stay tuned. We got more to come. No reason to get excited. 
standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime fighting, political science analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti cicada agenda. I'm a born again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. F*** you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be the bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 central and Wednesday at 1 central. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. I'm Eddie Money. As I said, 
the elites must intervene to bring down the population because, as uh, as Bill Gates said in his TED speech, humans are the greatest contributor to high CO2 levels, and we must bring that down. So if you decrease the population of humans, well, then we bring down naturally, we bring down CO2 levels. And uh, he was very honest about it, 10 to 15%. We could do it through vaccines and reproductive health care for women, which means sterilization. That's exactly what that means. Sterilize them. And they did that in Africa already. So uh, there's too many people in our population. These people have come to some realization, and they think it's okay. They are doing the part that they need to do to save this world. Save it from ourselves. We've destroyed our world. We're polluting our world. We're polluting our oceans, except they don't make a very good case, especially when you think about Biden okaying the destroying of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and what economical, what uh, ecological damage, ecological, uh, can't spit it out, ecological damage that caused blowing up a pipeline. Uh, they don't have to make sense. They're in charge. Remember, these people are the ones who make the rules. So typically, over time, we look back and how were populations decreased, usually meddling into somebody else's business, saying, I want to steal your resources, overthrow a country, and that country would fight back and there'd be a war over resources. So wars would decrease our population. Disease would also decrease our population. So that kind of, in a way, was a balance. They thought of it as a balance to our world population. Well, we don't have that problem anymore. We're not at war with anybody. Yes, we do have disease. We have a brand new one that came on the the market last two and a half years called COVID, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. And it is a bioweapon created in a laboratory. And its purpose is to decrease the world's population, no doubt about it. I have no doubt about that. It's not about health because they can't show you it prevents, but they keep pushing it. Red flag, red flag. It's not about health. So what's it about? It's about eugenics. It's about decreasing the world's population. There's too many of us. There's not too many of the elites. No, they want to stick around. They want to be the ones who reproduce and, and bring in more children to this world with the silver spoons to hand off their wealth that they've stolen in their lifetime. Yes, they're not going to send their children off to war. No, can't do that because my child may get killed. And who am I going to hand off my millions and billions, billions of dollars to? So we must get rid of the bottom feeders. I guess we're all bottom feeders, essentially. You and I, we're bottom feeders. The elderly are definitely the bottom feeders. They, they, they extract more resources than they actually give back, so we can get rid of them also. And that's, I'm sure that's the plan of why they push so hard for the elderly to take the flu vaccines and the COVID-19 vaccines because they realize you guys are costly. We don't need you. You're bottom feeders to us. It costs too much, Medicare, Medicaid. It costs too much with your pensions. By the way, we pissed away your money for your pensions. So we have to get rid of you. Because we can't be honest and say, hey, by the way, 
we squandered off that money in the pension fund. Yeah, we, we, we kind of had fun with it. We got rid of it, and, and uh, we don't have any more. So instead of being honest about it, they just figure, you know, can't, maybe we can just uh, knock you off. If we knock you off, there'll be, well, we don't have to pay out. Exactly. That's what we have going on here. <clears throat> A revolution is coming. I hope you are prepared for what is coming your way. I don't say this thing is doom and gloom to scare the hell out of you. It's a fact. A revolution is coming. It really is. I am prepared. I hope you are. Unless there's a second coming of Christ to save us all. I know if Pat is listening, she'll probably tell you, yes, it is. But until that time, we have to do battle. We have to do battle with the enemy. Now, you can die just by giving up, or you can die trying. Or they die trying. I will not give up. I ask you tonight to toughen up and get ready to do battle with me. I'm going to ride this one out. I told my wife, I want to stick around. I don't want to. I'm going to beat these bastards. We outnumbered them if we come together. Think about that during the commercial break. We outnumbered them if we come together. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. 
It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. hit song here brand new day and he never even knew it uh, he died a couple of weeks before the song actually hit the, the charts there and uh brings back some good memories because actually was my very first concert back in 1977 market square arena he opened up for the doobie brothers 1977 uh some great memories there great song a brand new day it's kind of inspiring when i heard that song for the first time and I look back at my memories of, of going to that concert and my friends and my, my family. What a great time we had in the 70s. I loved the 70s. I loved the 80s. A great time for me. And uh, to me, it's inspiring. A brand new day. I'm looking forward to a brand new day and a better future. So I'm not going to give up. And I'm asking you not to give up also. Like I said earlier, before I went to break, we outnumber them. And if we come together, and they know that, and they know that. I happen to believe in the Constitution and our Bill of Rights. Our founding fathers, if alive today, would say, what are you waiting for? Yes, a revolution is long overdue, no doubt about it. You know, I think about 3% of the colonists could defeat the British. Then I would expect a much higher percentage in this country to fight to save this country. If 3% can beat the Brits... We can do better. We can do much better. There's a video floating around. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know. I can't determine if it's real or not. I can't tell if it's a loop picture video 
of continuing rolling over and over, and it's the same thing over and over again. But it's supposedly it's NATO equipment arriving in Europe, and I don't know why this much equipment would be arriving in Europe. I assume since there's so many NATO countries in Europe that they're already stocked to the hilt. They don't need any more equipment. But when I see this video of NATO equipment arriving in Europe, if it's true, it brings me back to around 2016. We are all talking about it. John and I were talking about it. Ron and I were talking about it. Do you remember the video footage late at night after midnight? The trains rolling through town. The video footage of Jade Helm. And these trains loaded with military hardware. Tanks, Humvees, you name it. Miles and miles and miles long of train carrying military equipment to where? We never could figure out where was the destination. Where did it all end up? Maybe it's this uh, picture here in NATO. Maybe that's the equipment we were looking at on Jade Helm. But also notice that in Jade Helm, we didn't have any derailments either. None of that stuff spilled off the tracks. There was no train derailment of all that military equipment coming through town. But now we have derailments all the time. Over 1,000 a year, Dandy Boy Pete says. I think yesterday there was another one, 30 minutes before my show in Springfield, Ohio. No toxic chemicals, no tanker cars to my knowledge, nothing toxic. Just 28 cars of 212 decide to just turn over and fall off the tracks. I can hear Pete Buttigieg now saying, wait a minute here, uh, that makes 1,001, 1,002 derailments this year. And that's the most you're going to get out of this, this, this worthless POS. I like that new, that new the acronym POS. It really fits so many people. And it also saves me from actually saying what it means because I think you figure out what it means. But it does apply to some people, does it not? It's probably a nice way of saying it. Instead of just saying it, you say, you know, POS. And I look at Pete Buttigieg and that's exactly what I see. A worthless person. A worthless person. Getting paid a lot of money to do nothing. To do nothing. To show no accomplishment. To do nothing. Even shows up a month late in East Palestine to see the damage. Shows up a month late. Boy, that's just sticking to your job, doing your job. Takes off for... uh, when he has a, has a child here with his partner pairing off, doing nipple feedings. Oh, chest feedings, I'm sorry. Chest feedings, that's the new term now. It's not breastfeeding, it's chest feeding. I'm going to take a month off and chest feed. Good for you. Let's go to the uh, callers we got lined up here now. we got a couple. Scott in Nevada, welcome to the show. Hello, Steve, you hear me okay? I hear you fine. Oh, good. I didn't hear the click. Usually there's a click. I call occasionally. I'm surprised. Here, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. There's your click right there. Did you hear it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, You're I, on. I was, surprised. I was surprised to hear you, and then I realized it's a Monday. Yep. So um, anyway, I'm going to take exception with that story you told about those two boys in uh, Florida with the alligator. 
Yeah. Those are those are exactly the kind of young guys. I, I, I was I was airborne infantry, Vietnam, and I got friends from Florida, <clears throat> and they did catch alligators. The way you're looking at, they know it's dangerous, but they have a high degree of confidence. Those are the kids you want. Yeah. And um, as far as that, what is it? Seventy-seven or more percent are unfit. Yeah, seventy-seven percent. Right. The first time I heard a number like that. It was maybe 15 years ago, and it was on NPR, of all things. I was listening to the radio. They're always good for a laugh, NPR. Yeah, they are. But uh, they had a, a guy on there, a general from the recruiting command, saying 70% were unfit. So, okay, it's increasing. But, uh, you know, if, if you look at pictures of modern-day combat units, like 101st Airborne, 82nd, you'll see out of, out of a platoon of, of 40-something guys, you might see two or three black guys, and they just they just can't hack it. I mean, they don't have you know the mental skills, or, or they got drug, violent crime backgrounds, that sure, sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, that's been going on for a long, long time, twenty years now. And they're not. It's not like when in my unit, Vietnam, we probably had I don't know ten or twelve black guys. One of them had. What, what was your washout? What was your washout? How many people washed out in your uh, your infantry there when you were in the military? Did you lose people that just didn't qualify? They just couldn't cut it. Did you lose people that okay. way? Okay, you need to understand something. Uh, back in those days, every, the entire like say if you were in, in, in the army, everybody went through the same basic training. They don't. They changed that a long time ago. So if you're going to be going into a, a combat infantry unit, well, infantry is obviously combat. If you're going into a, a, an infantry unit, you take an entirely separate basic training. Uh, that, that's been going on for maybe 20 years. So yeah. if, if you're going to be a cook or a truck driver, you go to a different basic sure. training. Yeah, so yeah. in, in, in my time, uh, huh, uh, no, because I, when, when I was there, they still have the draft and all that crap. So. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to say maybe two or three couldn't hack it. And uh, well, let, let me correct. Let me correct you on something here because I think you, there's a misunderstanding here. Uh, I was in the military too, 1981 to 85. Uh, we all went to basic training together after we got our AFC numbers, our title numbers of what our our skill set would be, our career was going to be. We went then to our specialty schools, our tech schools for another six weeks, eight weeks, maybe 10 weeks. I can't remember how many weeks it was. And so if you're a truck driver, yeah, you got a truck driver training school, wherever that was. I happened to be an aircraft mechanic, so I was stuck out in Oklahoma working on the C-5 Galaxy and the 141 Starlifter and T-37s, uh, KC-135s. But my tri- my tech training was in, in Wichita Falls, Texas. So once I graduated there, passed then I went to my permanent duty station, which was in Altus, Oklahoma. But I think that's still the way it's set up. Everybody goes to basic, and then you get your, your AFC numbers, and then you go to your specialty training tech schools wherever you go. I'm pretty sure it's set up the same way. Well, you were, you were in the Air Force, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. maybe the Air Force still does it that way, but the Army doesn't. If you're going into a, a combat MOS, you're going to – very specific basic training, and they, it's not it's not easy. It's much stiffer than the basic training you and I went to. And then mm-hmm. a, as you start uh, progressing, you know, so say you you go to uh, my, you know, in our case it was infantry, and then you go to jump school, and mm-hmm. then that's where that's where people start 
you know, dropping out. And then you go to, I mean, crap. I, w- I was in schools where people died, you know, during the yeah. during training. How, how long were and, you? In, how long were you in jump school? How long were you in jump school? It's only three weeks. Was it fun? Yeah. Did you like it? Did yeah, you like it? It was great. Man. Yeah, it was great. You do a lot. I bet of, it was. Yeah, and and it's fun. It's uh, all World War II stuff, man. Everything is from World War II. It's just great. And uh, there's nothing like military jumping. I've, I've done, you know, non, you know, non-military, but you know, you. So gotta, these these you, were not static line jumps. These were actually you pull the cord, right? No, no, no. This is if you're doing basic, you know, military jumping is with a with a static line. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And I didn't know that. There's a reason for that. There's a reason okay. for that. And you know, because everybody goes, everything happens the same every time, <laughs> and. Um, so and uh, we we had chutes that we could steer in those days or you know yeah. late sixties early seventies we could steer our chutes they got away from that mm-hmm. and so now you can't steer the chutes as easily the ones they have now because they just want everybody dropping and uh, no it's great you know it, it, they got their crap they, they've had four thousand years of experience you ever read yeah. On Killing by Colonel Grossman no I have not oh oh you got it that if if you're a student of that stuff On Killing is uh, a must read, and anyway, something else. I mean, man, you you were kind of uh, widespread there. This uh, the World Health Organization. There's a uh, a Supreme Court case that no treaty can supersede the Constitution. So it ain't over with yet. But I recall a conversation uh, no. I had during the COVID crap about March of 2020, yeah. and there was all this stuff around about mandatory vaccinations. And so this friend of mine, she calls me up, and she was concerned. And I said, well, you know, they'll probably set it up so that there's, you'll be restricted in what you're allowed to do if you don't have, a, a you know, their, their COVID shot. And, and she goes, well, what if it's mandatory? What if, what if they're forcing you to get the shot? And I said, well, then you shoot them, you know, and that, that's all. I mean, you know, <clears throat> game's up, right? And yeah, well, <laughs> I, I said, yeah. I said that. I worried that signing up to this uh, this pandemic accord, again, this is a push towards a one world government here. That's a, that's the that's the globalist plan of one world government. This is the step in that direction of a one world government, and allowing this Adolf Tedros to have this kind of power of talking about uh, preparing for the next pandemic. Well, if you're talking already about preparing for the next pandemic, that means we're getting more pandemics. These people are going to abuse their power. And I don't think it's right to actually offer, hand over power to a foreign entity that will control this country. I don't think it's right to have servers in another country counting our election either. And oh, But I okay. worry about if this thing happens, this thing happens, we sign on to this. It will erode our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. They'll simply say, well, this supersedes the Constitution and and Bill of Rights, and we have the authority because your government signed on to it. We are the elites. We are the ones who make the decisions. But again, here we are, even considering this nonsense of rewarding the World Health Organization when they dropped the ball from day one on COVID. They dropped it miserably, the ball. And well, so what? Hey. So you get it, so you get rewarded for dropping the ball, get more power, more money, and more control over people when you have a failure. That makes no sense to me. Well, we're we're, we're not talking sense. We're talking a uh, 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 it, it's a conflict. It's a war. And I'll, I'll quote Carol Quigley here, um, Professor Quigley. 
In history, nobody gets what they want. What you get in history is the resultant of diverse groups struggling. But, uh, you know, to follow along with what you're saying, just you just have to remind yourself that on 911, the CIA, the Mossad, and the Pentagon did it. So we live in a country where our government did that and then went out and killed several million people around the world. I sure. mean, I know. You know, don't don't forget that and don't. No, I did. I, mean, I is, never have. Yeah, I've talked about the project for New American Century. I yeah. know that this was an inside job. I know. I know. Okay, well, then, uh, you know, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not outraged. I'm not disgusted. I'm just getting ready. That's all. Okay. I like yeah, that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that attitude, Scott. Yeah. I like I that I'll, attitude. I tell you what, you can, you can be in yeah. my foxhole. Okay, you can be in my foxhole. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't do foxholes. We didn't work like that. But uh, 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 let me see something else. Over in California, yeah. uh, in 2019, the reservoirs were chock full. Yeah. In 2021, they just emptied them out without explanation. And uh, I just learned this uh, a couple of weeks ago. The rice planting, the planting of rice, which is yeah. huge in California. Yep. Uh, what they only planted about 20%, if that, of the rice they normally plant. So, see, we got a war on food also. And, yeah. you know, just, just if, once you understand that they're trying to kill you, nothing should surprise you at all. Yeah. Hey, no, have, you no. heard of, have you heard about this Gardasil thing over in California? Uh, I know I know you have an increased, increased chance of cervical cancer yeah. by taking it. Yeah. Okay, I caught this on uh, Children's Health Defense at RFK Jr., Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s website. And there's a bill in California to make that mandatory for public schools and and private schools. If you're homeschooled, okay, now Governor Brown, Governor Mm -hmm. Brown solidly protected homeschooling in California, over in California. Mm -hmm. It's some of the best protections for homeschooling on the planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, whatever else you want to say about the guy... uh, you know, he, he did some some cool stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, he he did some okay yeah. things. I think the best thing in his record is that he got to shack up with uh, Linda Ronstadt. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, he was a young guy. Well, yes, so he was. He was a stud. Yeah, yeah it, it's a stud. actually Ann Brown. It, it, it's Ann Brown calling the shots. But uh, <laughs> but any, anyway, yeah, man. Right. You know, uh, look, we you know biblically, if you look at the Bible, there's going to be a one world system, beast system. And you can see it's heading that way. And I don't know. Just enjoy your day, man. Hey, thanks for doing the show, by the way. You got it. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate the call. Talk to you later, man. Bye. Well, we're talking about biblical here. We'll have Pat up in two more calls here. Pat in Fort Worth. She can give us some biblical knowledge here. Like I said, uh, if the second coming of Christ comes soon, I'm fine with it. I've done the best I can here on earth. But uh, I do want to see this thing through. I do want to defeat these en- this enemy. I do want to defeat this enemy. So we'll see what happens here. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to uh, Patrick in Texas. Patrick, you're on. Yeah. Um, Steve, I just want to, I just want to um, read a book here about uh, to the Victor goes the monument and the myth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written by a guy. He was actually the CEO of the John Birch Society for about 10 years. Very, mm-hmm volumous book there, but one thing he points out right off the bat is that uh, any occupational force uh, or being conquered, the first thing you do is you take over the means of communication. Mm-hmm. Then you infiltrate your intellectual 
areas. And uh, so the communications, they've managed that very well. They've been doing that since the beginning of this country with the university press and, and the control of all the propaganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and today, you know, it's, it's even worse. They had, they had Walter Cronkite, and just, everybody just loved the guy, took everything he says was gospel. Um, but uh, And uh, they got this common core thing where the Rockefellers brought in. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's getting to the kids, get them, get them young. And as Common Core says, like uh, in the uh, in the Constitution, and uh, 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 the people have the right to keep and bear arms, but Congress may regulate private weapons. That's mm-hmm. what they're teaching there. Uh, mm-hmm. Congress can regulate private weapons? I don't think so. Yeah. And um, in the Fourth Amendment, uh, the people uh, of their ho- uh, people of their houses or belongings cannot be searched or seized without right. good cause. Right. Uh, and I'm sorry, good cause ain't part of the, uh, the amendment. No, there. no, little, little, uh, little open, little open, little vague there. Open cause, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and here, here's another one. Uh, this is uh, the uh, people have the right to keep and bear arms in a militia. You know, you can thank Common Core for all that type of. Uh, yeah. And that's what they do is they they will completely you know focus in on one little in- insignificant uh, mm-hmm. you know conspiracy and completely. You know, uh, you know, gloss over a massive, uh, uh, you know, conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like maybe uh, all of the APAC is running Congress and terrorizing Congress. Uh, you know, and, and now we want to talk about something small, you know, maybe some latest false flag. Um, one more thing, though, is something that really kind of got to me last night listening to David Duke. Yeah. And uh, he's, uh, he knows a little about politics. He, he's been all over the world, middle yeah. school, all over the world. Yeah. And he said something like, you know, how many military bases does Russia have, you know, outside of their country? Mm-hmm. Mm, a couple of them. How about China? I, I think it was, I think Russia has uh, 13. We have 780. And I, yeah. I can't remember China, how many China had. But uh, we clearly are in the position of looking like an empire with 780 base, bases around the globe, an empire. Yeah, that's his point. He said all of those tanks that are overseas right now, when they, when they come back over here, they're going to be used on us. They're yeah. all going to all the, uh, you know, to the uh, the, the sheriff's departments, mm-hmm. uh, all mm-hmm. these uh, hum, uh, these uh, armored vehicles yeah. and bear cats, you know, and uh, they're just obscure looking pieces of equipment. And that's mm-hmm. one of the hardest things an infantry man can overcome is an armored vehicle. Very yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, I thought if that was kind of like opening my eyes, is this guy, mm-hmm. he's seeing things clearly. And, uh, you know, he's not being fooled. This, uh, all this uh, you know, free weaponry to these local counties is not good. Um, no. Yeah, that's well, they've been, they've been militarized. They've been militarized. Your local police department is now militarized. And actually, you should have seen that, you should have seen that in a focal level that look at the police officers cars now the windows are tinted it's sleek it looks like a monster and uh yeah these and they, they got the ramming guard in the front they they look militarized they've been militarized not only in their police cars they've taken that off their car to protect and serve they're telling you we're here we're in charge uh we believe in um uh, we don't believe in de-escalation. We believe in escalation, showing you who's in power. And uh, that's, I, to me, I get pulled over nowadays by a police officer. 
I'm turning on my cell phone. I'm recording the conversation, and I am I am not going to be very trusting here based on what I've seen. Yeah, there was a sheriff, uh, he has a talk show, Eddie Craig. He used to say, don't talk to them, record everything. Because if, yeah. uh, if they make one mistake, they don't, they, they don't take you, they don't read your rights, they don't take you to the, uh, to the uh, magistrate immediately. You know, they'll usually take it to the, to the, uh, to the, uh, to the prison area or their jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's violating your rights. And you, you can actually bring that. Well, I'll that, tell you what, you, you want to get a cop. If you're in the right, you did nothing wrong, and he's simply trolling, and I've been pulled over for trolling because they want to troll to see what you might have in the car, the way you looked or something. There's something about you. They got an itch. They go, you know, I'm going to pull that guy over and tell him his uh, his taillight's out. Well, it's never been out before. Hey, it works fine now. Uh, it never was out. And they simply come up to your car. They're trolling. They're looking for something to bust you with. And at that point, when I know they're trolling – and they're just playing their little head games. I called them. I said, you know what? Call your supervisor right now. Call your supervisor right now. I'm not leaving until you call your supervisor. I know what you're doing. That's it. You got that's, that's, that's being an activist right there. And that's good. You're, you're, you're on the front lines. And you, people shouldn't laugh at people that, that do that. You know, say, oh, you know, you're just, you know, you're just causing a problem. You know, just go no, ahead and give no. what they want. You know? I, I'm going by the Constitution. If you if you suspect I have done something wrong and I've broken the law, then uh, go through the proper process. Get you, go to your call your judge. Get your uh, search warrant, and you're able to search my car. I have no problem. I'll step out. You can search my car, but you're not going to search my car based on a hunch or suspicion, you either do it the right way or you don't. And uh, I'm just sticking by the letter of the law, man. The law is on my side if you stand by it. And these people don't know. They think they can intimidate you to step out of your car. They can search your car illegally. Don't give them that. What is your reasonable, articulable suspicion? Yeah, right. Thank you much, man. All right. Hey, thank you, Patrick, for the call. Appreciate it. Second second hour coming up here, and my good friend Ron McDonald is in the waiting here. Stay tuned. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 